stop those cries that man is kenshiro oh my god it's kenshiro we're back to talk about fist of the north star um we don't in, we don't introduce ourselves on this do we yeah we do, do we? i don't I know like we don't usually we might oh. have used to in the who okay just out of curiosity yeah who is listening to this podcast that decided i'll jump in with their fist their fifth <laughs> Fist of the North Star episode. If that's you, congratulations. <laughs> um, I just... If I were going to start listening to a Fist of the North Star podcast, I'd probably start with the first episode. What if I'm really invested in this guy on the cover of Volume 5, and I want to start with the Volume 5 episode to figure out who he is? Well, he doesn't appear in this volume. That's so funny. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> that's funny. We are back with another Viz, what you call it? Uh, Viz special, Viz big, Viz signature. Signature, thank you. Viz yeah. signature, yeah. Which we specify at the start of every episode because there are so many printings of Fist of the North Star that we've got different there's chapters. Th- three. That's a lot. This volume covers <clears throat> chapters 55 through 67, which are Sorrowful Gamble, 
Graves of the Saviors, Laid to Rest in an Unmarked Grave, Footsteps of Terror, The Quiet Giant, Hokuto Ujokin, The Last Man of Hokuto, The Blue Glow of uh, Shichose, The Little Hero, The Looming Demonic Beast, The Malefic One Shines, The Illusory Maleficent Fists, yeah. uh, and A Warning from the Dead. Not the best titles for chapters we've had. The Illusory Maleficent Fists? That one's pretty good. That one's pretty good. I feel like previous volumes have had better um, chapter titles, but this might be the best volume of Fist of the North Star thus far. We last left Kenshiro entering the the city. It's oh, right. The name of the city? It's the City of Wailing Demons. Um, but and it it's has a proper name. Cassandra? I think it's... I know it's a person name. Yeah. I want to say it's Cassandra, but I do not know. And the two Jojos at the front door yeah. let him in. <laughs> they're, really t- <laughs> they're really two Jojos. Um, and our villain... Uh, yeah, Cassandra. The City of Wailing well, Demons. His name isn't Cassandra. Well, the, the city is called Cassandra. Uh, I do not know his name. He's the warden. We're Googling. Uh, while you Google, I guess I'll fill uh, with, um, you know, normally this podcast is about movies and we had to stop. Uh, it seems like soon we'll be able to talk about movies again, but we will probably, we are going to finish out the nine volumes of Fist of the North Star that we planned on covering before we move on to the next thing. Ooger. I don't know if Uger is right. Uiguru is the Japanese name. Uh... But it looks like it's not a Japanese word. Yeah. Um, This appears to be a sort of racist Mongolian caricature. Well, mm, unclear. Unclear. He looks Na- like a Viking to me. Yeah, Na- I don't think I don't think there's anything particularly Mongolian in his design, to my knowledge. No, it's just that he mentions at one point, um, "I learned the oh, ancient he has fists the, of the Mongolian attack." Yeah, later. Yeah, his whips maybe that that enabled his ancestors to sweep across Asia or whatever. The Eurasian plain, I think. The Eurasian plain. Yes, thank you. Um, so we got this chump, this twink. Uh, who's tied up. He's the hostage that the this guy is using to control the two buff men at the door. I don't remember. He's like their younger brother or something. Yeah. Okay. His na- the, Their names are... Raiga and Fuga. Raiga and Fuga. And then this younger brother is... Oh, Mitsu. Mitsu. Um, and they're all watching as... Um, He's he's gonna give up his life so that the, his older brothers can fight without mm-hmm. you know dealing with a hostage, and then Uyghur. I'm just going to call him the warden rather than continue to mispronounce this name. The the warden uh, uses his whip to cut the bird's beak off. Oh, he has a big bird, by the way. Yeah, he's got a giant bird. So he kills the bird. And he's he's like, it's not as much fun to kill somebody who's willing to die. I want to watch them suffer, which is pretty good. As far and then as... he has a second whip. He does have a second whip, and he whips him around really fast. Uh, and I think Kenshiro's done for, you know? I think so? Well, um, he, uh, he, he whacked him 
<laughs> with his own whip, and then he tied his whips together. Oh, see, he was going to show Kenshiro what fear is, but then Kenshiro kicked his ass and showed him what real fear is. He says, was that what you meant by fear? Now let me show you what real fear is. We have not yet gotten to the, st- the best punchline uh, in all of Fists of the North Star that is coming up on us very soon. Then he does the ritual of fear. Yeah. Where he scratches his chin and plucks out a number of beard hairs, and that's how many... That's the cell block of the people that he's going to bring out to torture. Yeah, he's got, he's got a big sort of mass guillotine here. This uh, thing's pretty cool. Feel bad for those dudes who are about to get killed. Luckily, Kenshiro saved them. Everybody uh-huh. is fine with dying so that Kenshiro can fight. Like, nobody's upset about <laughs> being a hostage in this chapter. <laughs> Everybody's... To be fair, they do live in the city of wailing demons. I also would be willing to die to let somebody try to kick this guy's ass. And then the warden says, let me introduce you to your friends. And he gestures to a graveyard. He says, those are the graves of all the foolish would-be saviors who have dared to challenge me and of the prisoners who bet their lives on them. So all the people that he just pulled out of that cell block, their lives are being bet on Kenshiro. And Mm -hmm. if Kenshiro loses, they're all going to die. And then... uh, (laughs) He's like, Kenshiro, I've already picked out a spot for you. And Kenshiro says, how big is it? He says, huh? I don't know. Why? (laughs) I need to know how small I'll have to fold you up. (laughs) Huh? What are you talking about? And Kenshiro says, don't you get it yet? You're the one who's going into that grave. (laughs) What is it, you say? (laughs) To clarify for the listener, the warden is about 25 feet tall. Something like that. He's and not as big as the other big beard guy from a couple volumes ago. No, no, but but Fist of the North Star loves to have dudes be massive, as we will learn later in this volume. <laughs> he pulls out the horns of his helmet, and it reveals to be handles that have, like, ten corded whips. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he wraps Kenshiro up, and he just... He uses, quote-unquote, the supreme way of Mongolia, but all that is is tackling Kinshiro with his shoulder while tying him up. Yeah. Um, Moko Hakyokudo is the ancient technique from my motherland of Mongolia. It turns my body into a bullet. It packs all of my power into a single shot to strike down my enemies. It was the technique that allowed my proud people to sweep across the Eurasian continent. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and then the people who are on the guillotine go wah <laughs> but um ooh we got a bamf on this page then a guy goes up to cut the cords to behead all the people and um Kenshiro Kenshi- fucking kills him <laughs> And then he says, like I said, you're the one who's going into that grave. We had to be reminded of the really good joke that happened four pages ago. <laughs> uh, the legend of Cassandra ends now. And then he uh, catches his shoulder when he goes for another tackle. Oh, this shit! And the guy causes, like signals for a bunch of like spike walls to come up out of the it's ground. It's like an Iron Maiden that emerges from the ground and it's two gigantic walls. Um, and Kenshiro says six fingers is all I need to stop your Moko Hakiyokudo. This is this is um the fucking the thousand and one hands from uh, Hunter Hunter right now. Like this is literally like 
the same imagery that uh, Togashi is going to end up using for that. So he catches the shoulder, pinches it real good, so hard that his shirt comes off. <laughs> um, his own shirt, I mean. Yeah, Kenshiro's shirt and comes off from pinching this other guy. His arm is useless. He can't do this, this stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he hits him a bunch of times in the head and squishes him into a hole. And he says, seems like that grave was too small, but you'll rest easy. You'll fit right in. You'll fit right in it soon enough. And then he's like, my body's collapsing. And he implodes. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Kachiro's so handsome, and dude. everybody, all of his goons are like, we're going to kill you. And he's like, do you really want to fight me? And they say, no. He says, do you want more unmarked graves? I feel like you've really undersold how hard that line The knows. impregnable Cassandra has fallen. And with just a single look, he stopped those savage monsters. Man... This North Star has some problems sometimes. The, the demons wail no longer. Uh, sometimes people are othered in Fist of the North Star. Um, and it's weird. But also, Kenshiro was a savior to the people. And that's what matters. And then he goes to Toki's cell. Remember, we're here to find Toki, his brother. <laughs> yes. We really didn't establish what was going on in this. We kind of just went into... You remember from last time? From yeah. Seven days ago when the last episode came out? Yeah, seven days ago. But now we are introduced to uh, some for real uh, uh, caricatures here. Oh, man. Keno's Royal Guards. Oh, Jesus. Here, can we pause before we get into the fight with the Keno's Royal Guards? Okay. Um. Overall, what did you think of the Warden fight? It's fine. It's fine. It's a pretty good Fist of the North Star fight. Um. Uh. This volume is really great because I think like that's a just solid like meat and potatoes Fist of the North Star boss fight type thing. Um. And it is far from the best part of this. Uh. But even like the most mid part of this volume is still like. That's the good stuff. That's the that's the stuff I come here for Fist of the North Star. You know. Um this, the 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 two sword guys, this is not really why I come to Fist of the North Star. I'm gonna be honest with you. They're goofy. They're a little goofy. Um So they're here as Keno's royal guard. Keno is a feared tyrant. He claims to be Emperor the Supreme Conqueror of the Apocalypse. Nobody knows his true identity. We're going to know his true identity. In a matter of chapters. <laughs> um, so, how would you describe these guys? Well, they've got curved swords and they're wearing turbans. Um, and they're, they're big. They, one of them's got a big beard. Yeah, big, big beard. Uh, very loose-fitting pants. You know, long mustaches. Scimitars. C- scimitars. Thank you. I couldn't think of the the type of curved sword this is. They're caricatures. It's not great. Um. Well, uh, Raiga and Fuga decide to hold up this collapsing structure that's going to block off Toki's cell. And they hold it up so good that even though they die, they're still standing. They're still... Right! I forgot this part! I remember they hold it up! I forgot that they held it up so good that they died standing for eternity. And then, uh... Kenshiro says, rest in peace. I swear I'll extinguish the flames of evil and bring death to Keno. And he's crying, dude. Kenshiro's so handsome. I love him. 
Anyway, uh, the <laughs> warden gets back don't, up and he looks bad. Don't laugh at me. He's handsome. Ha ha ha. The warden is kind of flop sweating. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, the, uh, the warden is bleeding out of every pore and his face doesn't really look like a face anymore. <laughs> but he says the warden... Uh, well, he doesn't say that. They call him the warden. He says they must not meet those two... Meaning Kenshiro and Toki. Mm -hmm. Go back one page for me real quick. No. Pretty please. The fucking stairs on this page. <laughs> like Just a massive winding staircase up this tower. Kenshiro, Rei, and Mamiya. And Kenshiro is shirtless. Uh, and it's just top, top. As they step across these stone stairs. Love it. And then Love some, stairs. some throwing stars come at them, and Kinshiro catches them all with his dainty fingers. Oh, right. I forgot about this little bit. The, the fucking... Uh, Kinshiro's going to silence the corridor. wailing of the demons. The Gwendolyn Corridor. The Gwendolyn Corridor. They tear aside a curtain, and they find the guy, one of Keno's royal guard. Um, they're there. They've got their scimitars. They're going to fight. Mm -hmm. uh, I am Zarka, a member of Keno's royal guard. Behold... I didn't read these ahead of time. Shucho Shoketo Jutsu, the, the Sikh art of scimitar execution. Is it We're Sikh a, or Sikh? I believe it is Sikh, but... Sikh. Um, we're, we're starting to get, like, jutsus, jutsus. a lot. I noticed, I noticed a, a lot of moves being called jutsus in, these, in this volume. Uh, he just kicks the guy. He's swirling his swords all around, and then Kinshiro just kicks him. Um... And then he points his sword at the guy, and the guy claps his hands and catches it. And then Kinshiro just stabs him in the face. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, it was your misfortune to point a sword at me. <laughs> the art of blade thievery. <laughs> and then and Kinshiro just fucking just stabs, stabs him, him in the face. And then the other guy comes up and takes Toki hostage. And Kinshiro says, fine, kill him. Go ahead, do it. Remember that time um, Dalinar mastered the art of blade thievery? The last clap. Yeah. I think that wasn't Dalinar. I think that was Adolin. I'm pretty sure it was Dalinar. Because he uses it in a duel. Uh, Molly, right in. Molly, you read this book more recently than either of us. It was the second one, though. No. Well, Adolin might do it in the second book. Because Adolin gets a lot more stuff to do in the second book. I'm thinking of when... I, it is, is almost certainly not Dalinar. I'm, it feels like it's such an Adolin move. I'm pretty sure that somebody tries to come assassin. I I can't spoil the way of kings all of a sudden. <laughs> but I'm I'm not asking you to. I'm just making a point. I'm pretty the sure hostage is a fake Toki. <laughs> Whatever. And um, the two guys they're gonna come up and they're gonna attack Toki. Mm hmm. Um. There's two more guys, I mean. Two more beard guys. Yes. And then what he does is... Um, does he use Aura here? Is this the first appearance no, of Aura, Loki? no such thing as Auras. They're Dude, coming I, at him from both sides with swords. He catches their swords. We're going to learn about Auras. Stop interrupting me. In like Stop interrupting me. Okay. Meow, Kinshira meow. bursts through the wall and finds Toki sitting there looking like Jesus. 
He really looks like Jesus. And he just catches those swords with his fingertips. He really looks like Jesus. <laughs> Man, Toki's so cool. I've s- what a great addition to the cast that we've come across in this volume. <laughs> he puts his hands up. There's a flash. And he says, Okoto, fists of compassion. Go fe- peacefully without pain. It's the least I could do for you. Right. And then they slowly start to like come apart and kind of like their arms are building and breaking and they're like exploding into spurts of blood like Kenshiro does to people but they're enjoying it the whole time yeah they're entering a state of bliss as they die um and Kenshiro and Toki's like I did a good thing today <laughs> no he doesn't he's he doesn't like to kill people I guess he doesn't but it is and it almost feels more fucked up than what Kenshiro does to people well at least they were happy when they died I it just feels bad dude I don't know would you rather be in pain when you die or come when you die I... I'll take the come thanks <laughs> I don't know it feels deceitful you know I, I I feel that Toki is treacherous in this way. I don't think it's a deceit. He, he has flipped the, their nerve endings on their head. It's no different from intentionally like getting somebody in a way that's going to hurt less. I guess so, but like, like... Would you rather get shot or attacked with a chainsaw? I'll take the bullet, please. Sure, but I'm just... It's just that, but ramped up. Yeah, I just feel like he's doing the same thing that Kenshiro is doing. But he's tricking these people into coming, and I just... <laughs> I think well, it's keep weird. keep in mind that Amiba was pretending to be Toki and was healing people. Mm-hmm. This is what Toki does. I'm not... I, I just think it's weird. I think it's... Just... It's not that different from, like, a, <laughs> a cool doctor guy giving somebody an injection of, like, super good drugs that also kill them at the end. I guess it's not. I just think that the thing that Kenshiro does to people is fucked up, and I think that's that t- fine. I think that I think it's a moral good. I, it is a moral good. It is the things that Kenshiro does to people. Sorry, I dropped my phone. What Kenshiro does to people is fucked up, and also it's a moral good. And I just think that Toki, uh, the way he goes about it, is fucking bizarre. <laughs> So what Toki does is he explains that Keno is collecting martial arts techniques from people mm-hmm. and amassing his own power. And Amiba was like discovering new channeling points and telling Keno about them. And um, Jaggy was helping out in some way. I don't remember. Um, I miss Jaggy. Jaggy and Amiba served Keno, but even they were just following his orders. Every new channeling point Amiba discovered was passed on to Keno. There is no man before or after Keno. There is only Keno. That is the mad ambition of the supreme conqueror of the apocalypse. And Kenshiro says, and Keno is Rao. Rao, if you don't recall, is one of the other uh, Hokuto Shinken um, potential successors, Kenshiro brother. They're all adopted brothers, right? That was, okay. That was the whole point. Yep. Uh, you're gonna learn so much stuff about Rao. He just seems like dirt worst person in the universe. No, he's not. He sucks. He's not the worst person in the universe. Well, sure, but this universe is Fist of the North Star, where there are lots of people who are awful. <laughs> so we've left Cassandra. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toki's hanging out with uh, Mamiya and 
He's like, wow, you look a lot like Yuria. You're just as hot as her. She was so hot that everybody loved her and thought she was the baddest bitch alive. And Mamiya is like, I can't ever be Yuria. Um, so what kind of man is Rao? He was strong. Maybe too strong. He had no respect for Hokuto Shinkin's 1800-year-old code of assassins. He's the lost successor. Except Tokyo was also the lost successor, but in a different way. <laughs> we get a flashback to um, Rao and Kenshiro as the on the day of um, the day to decide the successor. Which and kind a of tiger? This kind of doesn't make any sense. Why? Because Toki was supposed to be the successor until he got irradiated. So is this after the apocalypse? What? Toki was going to be the successor. But then Toki got nuclear blasted. Remember they were all going to the shelter? No, I remember that, but I don't remember Toki being the successor. I I remember, at the very least, Kinshiro said he was strong enough to be the successor or something like that. Maybe he wasn't because he turned his arts toward healing. The tiger um, comes up to Kinshiro. This tiger's fucking radical. Yeah. <laughs> I like love most this tigers tiger. are. Yes, that's true. He comes up to Kinshiro and then he just gets pets. Yeah, Kinshiro just gives him little scritches. But then when he sees <clears throat> Rao, he's like, rawr, 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 and he attacks. And, and Rao stares at him. Um... And then, <laughs> then he freezes in place. And the, the mentor figure, who I forget his name, Says, what fierce fighting spirit. He was able to halt the tiger's attack with his aura alone. Oh, his aura? Yeah. That thing I was talking about five minutes ago? <clears throat> and then he just rips his head off. Yeah. <laughs> this is... I feel really bad for the tiger, but also this panel of Rao holding the tiger's head while... This, like a puppet. Like a puppet. And there is a tiger standing on its hind legs, ready to attack, just gushing blood. It's one of the best panels in all of Fist of the North Star. This is so good. And then Rao's like, see, it seems the tiger didn't see you as a threat. You don't deserve to contend for the successorship. And then the mentor is thinking to himself, <laughs> no, the tiger feared Kenshiro more. Even a tiger resigned itself to die in Kenshiro's presence. But in Rao's presence, it feared death. Rao's technique is not that of an assassin. <laughs> this, right. is the, this is the coolest fucking explanation for why Kenshiro's the hardest motherfucker alive. It's like the, the, bla- the uh, leaves in the, in the stream. Yeah. They avoid the blade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's actually uh, better to, to be like really calm and cool and not just be like a murder death god. Jedi wish they were Kenshiro. <laughs> if Kenshiro was placed in the Trade Federation ship at the beginning of The Phantom Menace, how different <laughs> does everything go? He would have... <laughs> He would have killed Palpatine in about 20 minutes flat. He would have learned about Palpatine from Newt Gunray and then gone and killed him immediately. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but he would... The thing is that, like, Kenshiro would go onto that ship, 
learn about Palpatine, and just sort of, like, walk in a straight line until he stumbled upon Darth Maul. He'd kill Darth Maul, and then he'd continue walking in a straight line, and he would encounter Palpatine at a certain point. <laughs> so, the mentor asks Rao, what will you use Hokuto Shinkin for? He says, what else? For myself. And what do you hope to achieve? And he just points up at the sky and says, the heavens. The, you're, you're underselling this ever so slightly. Because there is a whole panel dedicated to Rao, like, he's, like, moving his arm upward and about to extend his finger. Like, we really linger on this moment. Um, and then you get, like, a full, like, like three quarters of the page is, like, pointing up to the heaven with a sound effect of thrust. <laughs> you want to stand in the heavens and sit on the throne of power? I was given life in this world, and one day I will have the world within these fists. Rao's pretty cool. We gotta read this next part, I'm sorry. God will not allow that. Then I will fight God himself. <laughs> Making Rao's enemies with a god. cool. A man with such ambitions has no fear of God. And then the war erupted. The world is now as Rao hoped it would be. Uh, they get to town and everyone's dead. Yeah. Oops. And, and uh... Bronson remembers that he hasn't given Ray anything to do in a little while, so Ray strikes out on his own. <laughs> oh. Well, they went west, and to the west is the village where Irie is. Yeah, so Ray is going to go save Irie while Kenshiro hunts for Rao. Um, Meanwhile, Mamiya and Toki are chilling. Yeah, they're chilling. Uh, <sighs> she's asking him about uh, Uriah. Yep. And Toki's like, she's the only woman I've ever loved. He's like, what? I thought she was Ken's dot dot dot. It wasn't only me, even Rao. Yuria captured our hearts in our youth, and perhaps ever since it's been Kenshiro and Rao's fate to fight each other. This splash page where Toki and Mamiya are sitting under the stars, um, and like the skies fade into Kenshiro and Rao striking poses, um, and then this caption up at the top of the page, Yuria captured our hearts. Um, this is one of the best illustrations uh, that Tetsuo Ohara has ever done. This is a fucking incredible page. Um, I love this shit. Um, anyway, Kenshiro gets his shirt back in the next <laughs> chapter illustration. <laughs> and then Toki is sitting there looking at the sky, and he says... The faint star that appears beside the seven stars of Hokuto, also called Shichosei, the star that presages death. It's said that death arrives the same year one sees it. My time must be close. Uh, and we are going over the next couple chapters to learn that fucking everybody Kenshiro has met sees that star. <laughs> so we get another flashback. Yuri is making um, origami. Mm -hmm. That's her thing. And Rao shows up. And says, it would be a shame to let Kenshiro have you, have you, and then grabs her and says, leave him and love me from this day on. You ever, you ever slide on a bitch in the club and just being like, leave him and love me from this day on? She says, have you lost your mind? <laughs> and then Toki interrupts. Um, and Toki says, Rao, this is maidenless behavior. It is, it's not so difficult to sneak up on someone blinded by lust. If you insist on disrespecting her, I will gladly handle this instead of Kenshiro. <laughs> the woman respecter has logged the fuck on. 
Huh, fine, I have no intention of fighting you right now, but remember this one day, everything will be mine. Uh, Rao is also a Jojo. And then Toki says, because I loved her, I chose to watch over her. Uh. Every man who knew her was in love with her. How do I compete with that? Uh, well, Mom, yeah, I've got great news about the status of every man who's met you. <laughs> but she just looks up at the sky and says, I don't mind being like that star. That small, faint star that's always beside the seven stars of Hokuto. You can see that star? Uh, it's a good thing. It was not very clear earlier, but it's a pretty good thing that Toki was just thinking that to himself and not saying it out loud. Because it definitely looked at first like he was saying it out loud. <laughs> How could it be? There's a real fucking Voldo type sicko sneaking up on them. Who's Voldo? From Soul Calibur. Show me Voldo. Show me Tane. <laughs> I demand Voldo. You know Voldo. I'm sure I know Voldo, but I can't conjure him to my mind, and I'd like you to conjure it. Voldo! This guy. Yeah. He's a... Uh... Um, he's kind of like, uh, what if, um, who's the, who's the claw guy in Street Fighter? Vega. Well, he's kind of like, what if Vega was a Castlevania Judgment character? What? What did I say? What? Wow. What's wrong with that? Voldo first appeared in Soul Edge, which was released in uh, 1996. I'm not saying. I am aware that Voldo has been around a lot longer than Castlevania Judgment. design in Castlevania Judgment is inspired by, in some way, Voldo. The who? Grant. Show Show me some Castlevania Judgment Grant, if you don't mind. Grant... Dynasty. If we had <laughs> Grant Dynasty. <laughs> yeah, his name is Grant Dynasty. Oh, that's a Valdo right there. Okay. Well, he's Valdo, but he's got like the fucking axle, like spiky wheel weapons that I'm not really sure how someone's supposed to use. Well, there's a handle in the middle. Well, yeah, but I just don't. I ju- I just can't quite wrap my head around how that's supposed well, to hurt fake. a person. That's not how real weapons work. Okay. I just don't get it. <laughs> what, do you mean, what don't you get? It's just a spiky wheel. I just don't understand how one would wield it. You swing it at people and it hurts when it hits them. I also, I am also the person who looks at the bat left and I'm like, how do you fight with that thing? You hit them with it and it hurts when it hits them. <laughs> I just, you, you swing it at them. I just feel like I don't understand how one goes about swinging it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Seems pretty obvious to me. Um... Anyway, this fucking freak, uh, with his big long tongue and his Sam Fisher goggles. Can I say one more thing about Voldo? Yeah. If there were an export audio fan wiki, I would love a uh, list of episodes wherein we Google images from Castlevania Judgment, (laughs) because it comes up a weird number of times. Anyway. I am the Seeker with the Keno Recon Patrol. I have the longest tongue in the universe. <laughs> he has a he has sticks. Yep. Um, mommy, it starts trying to fight, and then she fails instantly yet again. Uh, I really wish Mommy got to do things in this book. I think that would be fun and cool. Find a different manga. <laughs> Kinshiro kicks this guy on the top of the head, and he bites his own tongue off. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> uh, Kenshiro's really entered his, like, Goku era, where, like, if, if Kenshiro is in the fight, like, Kenshiro is going to win, and so, like, the writer has to come up with ways for Kenshiro to not be around when the fight breaks out. <laughs> he hits the guy a bunch with his own sticks and kills him. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Ray, we we cut to Ray. Ray can see the small star beside Hokuto. Fucking everybody sees this fucking star. <laughs> and then we enter into this section with uh, the other big beard guy with a right. wing helmet. He is working for Keno. He has a big barrel full of hot coals. And uh, anyone who doesn't brand themselves with Keno's mark they put a platform down on top of the fire and toss a person on there and make them dance around on it and burn alive. So it's pretty fucked up. Oh. And Irie is going to lose hope. But then, uh, girl... Uh, 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 Rin. Rin. Rin? Yes. Rin inspires her. Rin inspires her. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I didn't understand what the the hot coals thing was until you explained it just now. We have to believe. We have to believe better days will come. We survived this long, haven't we? We can't give up. And that is just the inspiration that Irie needs <laughs> to uh, not be afraid anymore. And Rin hides her and picks up a stick uh, to attack a guy, gets fucking slapped across the room. She's got she's got a rough life. Yeah, Rin Rin has a hard time of things. I feel like. Uh, anyway, she's captured and pulled before this guy, and he orders her to uh, pledge pledge. loyalty to Keno. And she says, no, I won't do it. And then she takes her shoes off and walks over to the fire thing. Because she's going to just give herself up to, to, you know, inspire the people. Um, Uh, This old guy says, what a courageous girl. She'd rather die than live as a slave. And then Ray shows up. Um, and he immediately slices the guy's head into pieces. Yeah, Ray fucking handles these dudes. Uh, I was elated. You're demons disguised as humans. I was elated because I really like Ray, and I like when he gets to do things, and he doesn't always get to do things when he's hanging hanging around Kenshiro. And then uh, he's like, "It's okay, don't worry." Um, she tells him that Irie is safe, and. Uh, I she's, don't... she's more worried about my sister than herself. She may be courageous, but she's still a child. Look what they've done to you. And everyone starts creeping up on him, and he turns around and he screams, What color is your blood? This is this goes so fucking hard. <laughs> and we cut back to the other gang, <laughs> finding some huge horse footprints, as big as an elephant's. I... Because I knew there was a gigantic horse on the cover of an upcoming volume. So when I saw these horse footprints, the delight that ran through my heart, uh, I I can't even describe it. And this volume, we were going to start getting some fucking horse nonsense in this volume. We only have a couple chapters left, but... um, But why are you Googling Jabba's Palace? we go any further... 
Kenshiro, Toki, and Mamiya oh go my to god. Jabba's palace. Oh my god, it's literally Jabba's palace. It's Jabba's palace. Oh my good god. You didn't heaven. notice. I didn't notice. <laughs> so the, uh, there's a tavern up ahead. Let's see if you can get some rest there. It's Jabba's palace. It's Jabba's palace. It, there. <laughs> this is... Please, listener, go look at, like, the first page of Chapter 64, The Looming Demonic Beast. They're going to Jabba's Palace. Jabba's Palace <laughs> is having, like, a drag race day. <laughs> because we have this, uh, large... This 12-foot-tall old lady. I wonder if this could perhaps be a bad guy in disguise. I think, I think it might be. But they go to take a seat at this diner. Uh, Kenshiro picks up a coat rack with a sharp point and kind of takes it with them and puts it next to their table. And then, um, uh, she brings them drinks and he says, uh, why don't you drink first? And she's like, thank you, but I just had a glass. He's like, just drink it. You're being rude. Um, then a bunch of spears come out of her. <laughs> And they block it with the table. A guy falls from the ceiling right onto the coat rack that Kenshiro just casually repositioned. <laughs> I didn't even notice the repositioning of the coat rack. It's really good. It's, it's a really good They don't fun. really even draw that much attention to they it. They really don't draw any attention to it. I'm really glad that you pointed this out in the reread because holy shit, what a little detail. So with two or three blows, Kinshiro's killed every, everyone. You'd been better off disguising yourself as a cow, he says. How appropriate. You fight like a cow. How appropriate. You're getting milked. <laughs> um... But they have to go catch up to uh, Ray, who is just massacring dudes. Yeah. Like, it's like... <clears throat> I really like how it does this of, like, it just cuts back and Ray has already killed, like, 40 dudes. It's not even, like, belaboring it. Like, like if it was a Kenshiro fight, we'd see how each and every one of these d guys die. The way it cuts back to Ray and he's just already killed these people, I think it's a very, very cool <clears throat> moment. Um... And then, obviously, he's going to get a, a real, like, on-screen moment coming up here. But this guy, with his fucking wing helmet, says, I know you, and I know your weakness. Everyone, go find a girl named Irie somewhere in this village. This guy won't do anything if his sister's life is in danger. <laughs> to which she responds by shooting a guy with a crossbow and saying, I'm right here. I'm going to fight. I won't hide anymore. And um, I'm not the same Irie as I was yesterday. Fight, Ray. Don't worry about me anymore. Rin taught me I have to stand up for myself. And then Ray says, I no longer have a weakness. Irie's her own person now. She will live and die as she chooses. Uh, which, it it looks like a thought bubble a little bit, but he is saying this out loud. <laughs> um... And then all the guys standing around are like, if there's women and children fighting, we can't stand here and do nothing. <laughs> but it did take both women and children fighting for them to... Yeah, they let the child fight for a little bit. It, was, it wasn't until the woman showed up that the guys were like, well... Um, a cruel god tested the weak with a horrific war. That girl may be the one ray of hope he left for us. As Rin is sort of getting back on her feet. I'm going to be honest, I feel like Kenshiro might be the one ray of hope left for all of you. <laughs> but then this guy 
<clears throat> says he's going to kill everybody, grabs a big tub of gasoline. Um, oh, right, he, he drinks, drinks the gasoline. That's, why, that's right. So, um, so that he can start spitting fire. Literally. Also, he's got the weirdest nipple pasties on. What do you mean? You go back one page. Well, you can see him here. I guess that's the things he, on his his coat. Yeah, his, his shoulder cape. pads are clasped on in he a has way a that fur cape. He's got a fur cape, but it looks like is nipple that what pasties. An is I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. But he faces off with Ray, and somebody's watching from above. Somebody is at a higher elevation, looking down on the city. Somebody wearing the helmet that we saw Kenno wearing a few chapters ago, riding on a giant horse. Riding on a giant horse. And then we get... Let's fucking go! The, the Malefic One shines! The spread for this chapter is really good. It's it's fucking <clears throat> Kenno, Rao, on this massive horse, while this other guy is holding a flag for him. It's just a beautiful, like, Tetsuo Hara full-color illustration. It's glossy. It's amazing. I'm so glad that we have these Viz Signature editions. So as this fight is raging, Keno appears on his horse with his helmet. Um, and he's and Ray's just like, oh, this is convenient. I'll just kid, I'll get you right now. Yeah. Um... Kinshiro won't even have to get your ass because I'll get your ass. And then he kind of forgets about the gasoline guy because he's like, oh, you're already dead. You know, whatever. The gasoline guy tries to get him from behind, but he does a backflip. And also he does some like slashes and he cuts his belly. So he starts leaking gasoline. Uh, he starts running around in a panic and then he explodes. Um... Then Rin is like, I started shaking the moment I saw that man. Rin is like, I will no longer be inspiring anybody. I'm scared of Keno. Uh, she tells Ray not to fight him, and he says, Don't worry, this is the only way I know to repay you and Ken. I'm taking Rao's head. And then Rao asks, Have you seen the star beside the seven stars of Hokuto? He says, I have. So you've seen it. Then it seems your fate is to fight me. This is so cool. Um, and then he just holds out his hands without getting off the horse. Yep. And he's like, what the fuck? Aren't you getting off the horse? And he's like, hell no. Do you really think you could make me get off my horse? No man can stand on equal footing with me anymore. Um, Not since I found this massive horse. <laughs> Ray jumps at him. And everyone says, no. And then we, we cut away. Yeah, um, I was gonna say this this moment of like Ray being like it's the only way I could repay you and Kenshiro is like one of the most heroic moments of the comic so far because like one Ray is super doomed and two I don't think he knows he's doomed but he might think no he's doomed um, and like but he's really uh, sort of self actualized in a way yeah and like. Like, Kenshiro is going to come by later and be like, Ray, you didn't owe me anything. Um, but, like, I, like, Ray being like, Kenshiro, like, showed me myself, and that's the reason I owe him a debt. Um, and Kenshiro doesn't understand that uh, because he wasn't here at this moment. So good. What a great moment. Um, Mamiya gets a, feels a disturbance in the Force. 
as Kenshiro is rushing it, running up on that town. Yeah. <laughs> There's guys there. He, he he just gets them. We don't even see him hit them. He just runs past them, and then they explode as he keeps running. It's a really minor point, but a couple chapters ago, Kenshiro uh, and Ray were out looking for a car or something so that Toki wouldn't have to walk so much in his condition. And... <laughs> I'm really glad that Kenshiro didn't find that car because it leads to hilarious panels like Kenshiro is running. Anyway, he turns a corner and he finds Keno lifting one finger above his head upon which is impaled Ray. You've come. Um, so that's fucking sick. Yeah. And the illusory Maleficent fists. So Keno taunts Kenshiro for a little bit. And um, Kenshiro's going to... Oh, we do flash back to what Ray did. Right, yeah. Kenshiro's like, you owed me nothing. Um, and then Rin tells Kenshiro what happens, complete with Ray's internal monologue, apparently. <laughs> um, which is... Just a funny, just a funny little, like, inconsistency, I guess. Doesn't matter. Ray jumps at uh, Keno and is just knocked aside by a million fists and hands. Uh-huh. Um, and he says, only those who have mastered the true secrets and discovered their essence can possess the aura. What's, what you saw was my Toki, my furious energy, my aura. This is Toki with the long O, not Toki, like, Toki the other character. <laughs> yes. Probably a, a, a distinction that makes a little more sense to you if you speak Japanese. Uh, so you still want to continue this food oil fight? And Ray says, I do, even if I'm destroyed. And just tosses himself again and says, uh, Nanto Kyokoku Ogi Danko Sosaiken. The ultimate Nanto secret technique, self-sacrificing counterattack. <laughs> <laughs> Ray takes one swing at this dude and says, All right, time to kill myself. <laughs> Yosuke will now take a mortal blow for you. <laughs> uh, he says, Friends give me strength. And we see little in, cu in cuts of like all his friends. Yep. Uh, and then Keno tosses up a cape or the flag, maybe. Incredible sound effects on this page. Uh, the. The whoever's doing the lettering and the touch up for uh, these these volumes, great work. Flappa, flip, flap, doom, shred. He says, "God has destined you to die," and stabs him with his finger through the <laughs> through the flag. Foo, whoop, zitch. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I'm not usually a person who reads sound effects. I kind of just like. Oh, there's a sound effect and my eye gla glazes over it. But I noticed it in that moment. And uh, just shout outs to whoever's... He does the thumb thing. Uh, yeah, he does the thumb thing. Uh, anyway, he's like, does this look like the face of a man who's going to die? I'll be all right, Rin. And then he walks up to Keno. And he asks him if he's seen this, the, the blue star that shines beside the seven stars of Hokuto. And he just says, no, why? And then Keno decides it's not time to fight yet. This is this is maidenless behavior right here. That that like Keno is not going to fight Kenshiro until he knows that Kenshiro's like hour has come and he's assured victory. This is this is such a fucking cheap out. But then Ken, uh, Kenshiro calls him out, says we're settling things, 
and Keno turns around in his saddle, puts out a hand, and force pushes the entire boulevard. Yeah. To be fair, to be fair, it, it it's not the time yet because Kenshiro needs to go get more powerful. But um, the way Keno goes about this of, of like I will only fight you when my victory is assured is hate Keno. Guy sucks. It, this blood, it's this blood that's kept my fighting my spirit burning to this day. It only makes me stronger. I'm not the Kenshiro when you once knew. My blood will break through your aura, and then he manifests an aura. This is, I just realized that this is literally what happens in Heaven's Arena in Hunter Hunter. I was going to say this is what happened to Frieza. This is also what happened Frieza to Frieza. Frieza kills Krillin. Yes. Um, with a finger, yeah, right? I, yeah. yeah. I don't mean to surprise you. And then he glows because he's angry? He, he glows because he's angry. Yeah. I don't mean to surprise yeah. you, but uh, lots of people rip off Fist of the North Star. Ooh. But yes, you're you're right. I think this might be even more of a Super Saiyan Frieza moment than um Except that we're not gonna fight this this horse will explode in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh so you um he manages to spook the horse a little bit. So Horse's Ken, name is Coco. Kokuo. Kokuo. And uh Kano agrees to have one little exchange with him. Uh, this is so fucking cool. <laughs> He's doing the hand thing. He's doing the hand thing, and then he, like, summons a circle of glowy aura and wisps sucking in, like, all the air around him. Um, and, he, like, Kenshiro has just figured out aura all of a sudden. You will witness how much I've grown as you die. <laughs> oh, and and then their auras are fighting. Uh, they just the kind of glow at each other, um... Which is like... But they disappear. They disappear. <laughs> and then they look up, and they see Kenshiro and Rao on a horse in the sky. The flying. horse fucking flies! The horse is in the sky. This Ken is so good! <laughs> I lost my shit when this happens! They exchange many blows in the sky. Um... That is the second Ross thing that's ever happened in Fist of the North Star. Kenshiro delivers the Hokuto Seven Deaths Cavalry Slash. And for a moment, Keno gets off the horse. Yep. To dodge. Yep. But by the time he lands, he's back in the saddle, and he has a small cut on his cheek. Kenshiro wasn't going for the horse, right? Kenshiro was going for Keno in that Cavalry moment. Slash. Okay, so he wasn't going for the horse, right? He I was going like he for... was going for the horse. I couldn't tell. Um, but Keno's like, Ha, you fool, don't you realize someone just saved your life? And reaches down and pulls a crossbow bolt out of his leg. If someone hadn't just shot me now, you'd be dead. And it's revealed that it was Ray. Yeah! Ray is still alive a little bit, holding the crossbow that he took from Irie who is now just kind of standing there. <laughs> Literally pushed off to the side of the page. Yep. <laughs> um, and so Keno says, I gave him three days to live. Uh, I guess it sounds like maybe Kenshiro is going to have to go spend three days training, perhaps. The martial arts masters who define me, I let them live for a while. Do you know why? If I kill them quickly, they never have a chance to fear me. But if given three days of life, they despair and lament until the moment of death. That fear will become a legend before long, and the name Keno will resound everywhere. 
I want to know what's going to happen next. I genuinely, like, this is a, a cliffhanger that is, like, exciting to me. Like, is Ray going to live? Is Ken, like, what's Kenshiro going to do for the next three days? You know? Um, then delayed reaction as Kenshiro gets, like, hit in the chest by a, a blow that he took earlier. Yeah, basically, like, Kenno was starting to hit this uh, channeling point um, and didn't fully, like, do the, do the damage or Kenshiro would have the same, like, death in three days that Ray's got. And now, don't you understand? You don't even have what it takes to make me get off my horse. Helm, I'll finish you right here and now. And that's the end of volume five. I don't think they're gonna fight more. Can I see? The, can I see the volume real quick? I just want to. Um... And the guy with scars across his eyes, not in this volume. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I feel like we've mentioned this before, but just to reiterate: translation by Joe Yamazaki, touch up and lettering by John Hunt, um, designed by Adam Grano, editor Mike Montessa. Uh, just shout-outs to John Hunt. I think the lettering work on this volume is really... On the whole series, but I just... It was jumping out to me in this volume, and I wanted to say that. Fist of the North Star is fucking good. Yeah. Especially once we have more Blorbos. Yeah. And the Blorbos are fighting each other. I was... Uh, you know... Volume 1 is a classic, but it's still kind of fighting its footing. Volume 2 I really liked. Volume 3 I thought was incredible. And Volume 4 I thought was a little step down... But Volume 5, we have gotten back to the, like, heights that Volume 3 was at. We might have even surpassed those heights. Um, we just, we love our Blorbos. Rank the Blorbos for me. Number one, Kenshiro. Number one, Kenshiro. Number two, Ray. Okay. Number three, Toki. Okay. Here we go. Yep. Number 999, Mamiya, I guess. Number four, Shin. Yeah. Shen's a Blorbo. Shen's a Blorbo. He's become Blorbo now. Yeah, at the time... I love was... when there's a a guy who gets killed early on, and then as the story continues, you get more and more about that character. But you can never, like, have the character come back. You yeah. just have to, like, give them death post-mortem. That's I, fun. I feel like if they brought Shin back, I just feel like it would cheapen so much of the first arc, you know? So you can't mm-hmm. do it. But um, also... You, you, you kind of want Shin back now that you, you, the the book is like, the book is just better now and they could do more with Shin if Shin was back. But, you know, I don't want, I don't want him to come back. Yeah. Um, I saw a really good clip. I follow, I follow Daily Hokuto no Ken on Twitter, um, which is a really good Twitter account, um, I must say. There's a really good uh, anime filler clip they posted the other day that was, um, bat going up to this guy and being like i'm the master of hokuto shinken <laughs> and, he, and he says you are already dead and he goes yeah 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 and then he runs and the guy is like scared because he's heard about kenshiro but he hasn't seen him and bat just runs away after <laughs> that was a good clip so we're about halfway we're about halfway well you know we're gonna re- we've touched on this before, but you know it's been seven days since we podcasted about Fist of the North Star last. So just to remind people, we will read through Volume Nine. That is the halfway point of what will be available. I think at this point Volume Ten is out, but we'll read through Volume Nine, take a break from Fist of the North Star, and we'll come back to Fist of the North Star once all these face signature editions are wrapped up. And then who knows what we'll do? We had an idea today. 
we would need to do a little more planning to figure it out. So we're not going to announce it. And also, maybe we'll have a different fixation in a month when we get there. So, I need to go buy volume six of Fist of the North Star. You do. And I need to eat these weed gummies. Weed gummies? Where did those come from? The weed store. Did you buy one for each of us? Yeah, they were they were on sale. Yeah, we usually share them. Which is we usually we usually share, but they were on sale, so I just went ahead and bought two. And you get the berry ones, and I get the orange ones. And um, those are eating these on the pod now. <laughs> um, what have you been up to? What do you mean? I don't know. Just if you wanted to keep doing the podcast, we could keep doing the podcast. Um, gaming. I the been, Apex Legends. I was working from home today, and I kept looking at you playing Apex Legends, and I was thinking, man, I could go for some Apex Legends right now. I think some. So, the added catalyst. Mm-hmm. She's the witchy trans goth. Okay. And she has a lot of dialogue about being all the three of those things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a little, it's a little cringe. Sounds like it. But I did buy all of those sound, sound <laughs> clips so that she'll say them. Um, she's cool. When, Honk. when we were, or when a bunch of our friends were really into Apex, I was. I, I, you were the only one who wasn't really into Apex. Yes. I was also really into Apex. Yes. All of our friends were really into Apex, yourself included. So all of your friends, not all, all of, of ours. Yes, <laughs> that's a be- that is a better way of phrasing it. You're correct. I was like, why are you objecting to how I said it? When all my friends were into Apex, I was really in the pits of some social anxiety stuff where I was having a hard time talking to people. I was having anxiety about being bad at the video game. I was fidgeting with a... Uh, something on the podcast which i shouldn't be i i have to have something okay i'll put the ring back on um anyway am i right (laughs) the old ball and chain if you Um, had a ball and chain you'd be flipping it around in your hand but um i'm feeling a lot better these days and um well we'll see i (laughs) i'm gonna have to go a week without my antidepressants so we'll see but uh I'm probably going to buy a new SSD for the Steam Deck for uh, Black Friday. And, um, when Super I do... Steam Deck. Yeah, when I when I do that. Well, they announced today the Super Steam Deck. So, <laughs> um, They made, a, they made a, de- a Steam Deck Pro before a Switch Pro. I, I saw a friend of mine say that they were a little bummed out that they're phasing out the cheaper model or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about this. Um, so... I want to look into that a little bit because it, it would be a bummer if that, you know, there's just bringing making a price hike on the deck. Um, I probably won't be picking up the deck OLED. Anyway, anyway, all, all, all I was saying was um, I'm probably going to get into Apex soon. That's that's what I'm thinking sure. about. Probably going to be playing it on the deck. Um, just, oh, I'm just waiting for Respawn to pick me to uh, do account merging. They're rolling it out oh, in waves that... to okay. avoid to avoid um, <laughs> stability problems. You <laughs> <laughs> not to be 
Not to be I what's... I was going to try to mark the audio so we could trim it, but there just wasn't a good way to do it. Not to be Dan Avedon over here, but your burp smelled terrible. <laughs> um, I made, I made some pretty... I made some okay chicken teriyaki earlier, and I feel like maybe it has done some things to my breath. Well, you burned the damn sauce. I realized, I think it's that I burned the cornstarch, and if I just hadn't put cornstarch into the sauce, it would have been fine. Regardless, uh, I've we are becoming game grumps. <laughs> <laughs> because your burp <laughs> hit me. It interrupted the podcast. Yes. Um... For our younger listeners, that's um, the reference I was making. I didn't know. My who. new favorite bit is explaining shit by saying <laughs> our younger listeners who might not know about Game Grumps. People still know about Game Grumps. I'm not sure anybody. Primarily still... young people know about Game Grumps. <laughs> I'm not sure that anybody still watches Game Grumps. What's they're, the? They're very successful. What What's the last Game Grumps you watched? I, I watched some modern Game Grumps like a few months ago. Oh, I think it's the line. I think the last full Let's Play I watched from Game Grumps was um, Sonic Moon. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. I mean, the thing is, is that they are funny. They're obnoxious, and I can't stand like extended exposure to their humor. But occasionally, I just want to watch some low effort. By which I mean, I expend a little amount of effort as possible. Yeah, watching. Somebody play a video game, and a Game Grumps is one of those that Skyrim guy that I watch who um does all those mods with like the I chat hate integration. That guy. I hate that He's guy. He's funny. He's not funny. He just yells. <laughs> he doesn't yell all the time. I get overstimulated watching his videos. <laughs> if you watch the the vods, uh, he's not doing YouTuber voice all the time. He's he's just a normal guy. But he does have a very antagonistic relationship with his chat. It's really fun to watch because they will pester him. I just, I just feel like I have my, I have my streamer who I watch for high effort antagonism to the chat, and it's Ramola. Um, sure, and that's a very different antagonism toward. The chat. I don't find fighting games to be that fun to watch on that scale. Well, the good news is that Ramola doesn't do fighting games anymore. Just kind of stopped. She doesn't enjoy them anymore, so she's not doing them. So, um, she was playing that Don Bluth game and having a miserable fucking time. Don Bluth. Uh, oh, Dragon Slayer. Yeah, dra- yeah, yeah. There's no so there's no way to have a good time playing Dragon Slayer. It's is it Dragon's Lair? Yeah. Okay. The first time I thought you said Dragon Slayer, I'm like, isn't that the Kaseki no. thing? Dragon Slayer is the yeah um, Falcom. Yeah, people should look up Ramola playing um, Dragon's Lair. Um, Dragon was a fucking miserable time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think I've played Dragon's Lair. And I'm I didn't so get past sorry. The first screen. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I feel like did they? How put it would out? you? Was there a Super Nintendo port at some point? Is I, that what I played? I believe that might be what she was playing. Uh, NES and SNES. Yeah, I, I probably, because I had a Super Nintendo emulator as a kid, hmm. and so I played at least a little bit of every Super Nintendo ROM I could get my hands on, so I definitely booted up Dragon's Lair SNES. Okay. I never called it SNES until I was an adult. I always called it SNES. What I did you call it? I always called it Sneeze. Pfft. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because I didn't know it as a Super Nintendo. I knew it as Sneeze, the computer program that lets me play video games. Okay. I guess that's I guess Also, that's I'm sorry that everybody out there had to use fucking uh, Z-Sneeze for years. I was out there using SNES 9X, the true Super Nintendo emulator. I used Z-SNES for years because I was like, oh, I like this better than SNES 9X. I was so wrong. How foolish I was to like ZSNES better just because it had the little snow background. Um, I'm pretty sure that ZSNES just stole the source code from yes, yes, but also made it worse, I think, or something. Oh, I played the NES ROM of Dragon Slayer. Oh, I did not make it past this first (laughs) uh, Uh. thing. Not worth it. Not worth it. (laughs) I don't think it's worth it. Um. You know what's like this, but better? Hmm. Another world. I... It's also frustrating as fuck, but a little bit less so. I didn't know you were another world person until we did that uh, episode the other day. Well, I watched a Game Grumps playthrough of it, mm-hmm. and then over the years, I can, I've gone back to it a couple times trying to get into it, and it's really hard, and I've never beaten it myself, but it's pretty fucking cool. It looks awesome. I want to go do something else, though. Okay, that's fair enough. I'm done podcasting. Okay. I was getting kind of tired, too. So I didn't sign up to do a second podcast after the fisty. Yeah, that's fair. We're done fisting. We're done fisting. I'm not going to fist anymore. And then they were out of the fisting. Huh? Uh, on, 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 um... Fuck. War Rocket Ajax? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's a podcast that our friends do. Nia and M do a podcast, what's the name of it, Around the Long Fire. Yeah. I've, I'm going to get so many angry messages about not remembering. <laughs> I'm gonna They're going to send like 17 Olafs after you. <laughs> <laughs> On Around the Long Fire, they sign off from the podcast by saying, and then they were out of the podcast. Ah, I see. And then they were out of the fisting. Yeah, that's really funny. Because it sounds like a sex act. Yeah, yeah. That guy walking past <laughs> our window agrees. <laughs> Man, anyway. real quick. I had to work from home today for the first... I, I've worked from home one other time, but I was, like, really doing it for the first time today. I was, like, taking calls and stuff. And, of course, like, ten minutes into my shift, somebody's decided that they're going to just leaf blow every inch of the the patio or the pavement under our window. Uh, just, like, really just... My alarm clock this morning was the heavy breathing of a dog emanating vaguely from the window, but I could not see a dog. <laughs> I just heard a dog breathe heavily and then walk away and then walk back and breathe heavily again. I don't know if somehow it was in the room above us or if they were outside. My my alarm clock this morning was... Um... Setting my alarm clock for seven because I was working home from home, so I could uh, wake up a little later, and then waking up at six anyway. Get owned, idiot. Uh, I'm gonna go read some Flash Gordon comics, or perhaps some Conan comics. If only there were a way to fuse the two. If only Marvel write us back. Also acquire those licenses again. <laughs> I, I emailed licensing at marvel.com. Uh, my my pitch. You should and... find. Marvel's equivalent to whoever you are at your job. And call them and ask them to start a ticket <laughs> concerning Flash Gordon and Conan. I realized that I could just, you know, or anyone could just write that and put it on AO3. Yeah. 
the thing is that I would want a comic artist friend to draw that for us. The, you just want to see Conan and Flash Gordon crossing swords. Yeah. And then you want to see them crossing swords. Ooh. Flash Gordon is straight as they get. Yeah. I think Conan is too. I feel like Conan is straight out of inexperience. Hmm. But I think... Who do you think has the bigger dick? I think that due to um, better diet and, you know, antibiotics and just sort of modern health, I think that Flash Gordon has the larger dick. Because I think he's probably seven or eight inches taller than Conan. That's probably true. I think that the modern human is much larger and healthier on average than people in the Hyborian age are. That's fair enough. I think Conan is secretly a short king. <laughs> I think Wolverine and Conan would get along. I think they know each other. Yeah, they probably do. <laughs> they probably do. Man, I was reading a really... I want to go away now. <laughs> okay, fine. I was going to tell you about a Wolverine comic I read, but I, I guess... I know, and that's the last straw. <laughs> I guess I'll keep it to my fucking self and the podcast. If only Marvel would keep Wolverine to themselves. <laughs> oh, yeah, they've been doing that. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. We'll be back next time with Fist of the North Star Volume 6. Um, and other podcasts will resume. I had a fucked up October. You did. So. Go listen to Export yeah. Audio about it. It's on Patreon yeah. for free, or you can go to exportaudio slash exportaudio. I'm leaning away from the microphone. Sorry, sorry to my audio. Bye. Sasayaki